This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Did you know that you're taller in the morning when you wake up than you are at night when you go to bed? I just thought I'd share this little practical tip with those of you that may be height-challenged. Maybe there's something in your house you can't reach. Maybe you try reaching for it first thing in the morning. It might help you out. I don't know. It's a little practical things I like to share. I don't have these problems at 6'5", 6'6". I don't know where I'm at these days. Somewhere in that range. Not much I can't reach. Put it that way. Great weekend here. Uh... Enjoying some nice weather for December in Pennsylvania and getting ready for the upcoming festivities. But what I noticed uh, that most struck out at me, I think, over the past week, as I looked back at what's going on and the headlines, that the, the one thing that there's a lot of big stuff going on, there really is. I think a lot of people are walking around with their heads in their sand, uh, with, with their heads in the sand. Not even really aware, and, and who knows? I can't believe that, uh, you know, things are as good as they are right now. Like, is it the calm before the storm? Were we all fooled? Is everything okay? Was it just a matter of, you know, getting caught up on the on the shipping containers and now everything's going to go back to normal? Uh, whew. I don't know. But anyway, and then you got the whole Ukraine thing. But... Um, a lot of things going on that I think people, I personally think, uh, I think there's cause for concern, put it that way, across the board. So much unrest around the world, economically, what a train wreck. It's got to come at some point. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to say. But the one thing that stood out at me through all of that, through the fog of <laughs> political war, that was pretty dramatic, huh? Uh, the thing that stood out most is how Trump and Elon are getting a beatdown in the fake media. Just uh, blatant misrepresentations, like the, the, the thing that's going around now uh, is Elon being affected by drugs. And they're saying maybe it's Ambien, which was uh, something that got passed around about Trump. And in both cases, it seems somewhat plausible because of their... Uh, oftentimes Herculean work schedules, they're just 24-7, you know, focused on what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know. Elon, I guess the, the Tesla stock price, I haven't checked. I don't know if it's the truth or not. They've been saying it's down, 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 down. And the last few times I checked it, I don't think it was that down any more than any other stock. I heard orders are down, but... I don't know if that's true either. I see plenty of Teslas driving around, I can tell you that. I don't know why their their orders would be down. Maybe their following is off since the, the prized uh, liberal was Elon, really, right? Wasn't he loved in, in liberal circles? You know, the green energy guy, the go-to-the-moon guy? I don't know. You know, big progressive, and now uh, people aren't happy with that necessarily. And then Trump... Uh, there's a lot I could say about that. I think I'm going to just hold off. But what's clear is that 
at every possible angle. They just keep beating and, and alienating away from Trump. And there's clearly a large Republican contingent that is not going along with Trump at this point. That I think that was obvious in the midterms, that the Republican support for Trump is, is probably lower than it was. That's my guess, at least within the establishment. But the media piles on. Why would this be, this media piling on to these, these billionaires, these financial titans, right? It's a kind of amazing to see these financial titans get beat down like this to the point uh, that even their lives are at risk. Trump, I'm sure that's ongoing. Elon now comes out and says publicly that, oh, I wouldn't be that hard to kill if somebody wanted to kill me. I'm thinking, I don't know if I'd be advertising that very well. Uh, but why is the you know, in, in, in both cases, you know, what is their crime, the Elon and, and Trump, really? You know, Trump, they said it was the style right cuz he was he was mean mean spirited arrogant all these different things well what's the problem with elon because everybody loved him a week ago that'll be soon forgotten his his arch enemy status it'll just get stronger and stronger trust me but in in the, the sensitivity to these guys and what's going on at twitter why is the media why is the media so sensitive to the truth i have to really ask so buried in propaganda and lies. It's unbelievable, really. Unreal, when you think about the scale of it to the point that uh, it's like a Satan, the halls of Satan, that the, 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 the ver- any idea of the truth just shakes the foundation of the evil media. <laughs> I know, I'm being a little dramatic, but they can't, they can't tell the truth about anything. Even the weather here. We got some snow coming in. I don't know. Maybe it will be a blizzard. We don't know yet. But, you know, there's heavy weather in Ohio and and people in Pennsylvania. There's a blizzard coming. Get bread and paper towels. Good Lord. People crack me up. So, I don't know. Watching these, these billionaires get beat down. Lots of wealth, I guess, being wiped out. Who knows where that's going to end up. Somehow, I think they'll be just fine. But uh, we really are in a turbulent period. Lots of hostility, uh, lots of disagreement. Um, and what, what do you say about all that? Uh, there's plenty you can say. And I will. That's what we do, right? We talk about these things. Let me share this with you. December 17th, 1989. So Saturday. Uh, December 17th, 1989 was the first it was the day the first uh, Simpson episode, Simpsons episode aired. You know the the adult cartoon. How many? Uh, 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 what would you say? Marijuana users <laughs> love that show. I guess among others, I don't know. Do you think that that show the the goofiness of it? Talk about distasteful in today's era. Oof. To say, I hope they've scrubbed that for God's sake. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I maybe saw two episodes of it, but I don't know. If you think that The Simpsons is like a, the indication of somehow the decline of American society, which listen, if you ask me, I'd say it's garbage. Just to be upfront. Uh, but if you think that that's somehow uniquely garbage, you should look into the the history of the of all the Ville shows. Raunchy would be an understatement for that as well. 
Harry Truman had a statement. He said, there's nothing new except what you don't know. And so is the evil that we see today, is it new? These evil people? I'm not the only one talking about this. You see people saying things, doing things, believing things, and you just scratch your head to say the least. Is that new? I don't think so. Not likely. But the difference now is that we can see it so much clearly. The veil has been pulled back, right? We're able to see through technology and everything being tracked that uh, we can understand more, that what's, see more what's going on. Not everybody believes it, but the scale of it is just unimaginable, really. Yeah, I mean, people acting, just you can almost feel the evil. I was driving the other day, I was thinking, you know what? I don't feel like I belong here. Like on this planet, on this in this country anymore. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's part of a. Don't get the wrong idea. I don't want to sound too crazy. Um, I feel out of place. Does that sound a better way to say it? I wonder if that's part of the spiritual growth. So December seventeenth, Saturday this year, eighteen thirty-five. December seventeenth, eighteen thirty-five. The second Great Fire of New York. It burned down. 17 city blocks, and a lot of the the spread of that was caused by the high winds there along the East River. You know, it was amazing, I remember this growing up, that even into the 70s, that fires were like a major news event. It was something that was talked about. on the was the reason, as a child, I had any interest in watching the nightly news. Called me a a little uh, little strange, maybe. No, I'm not some kind of pyromaniac or something like that. But I do like a good fire, as you know. Uh, I don't know. Today, you see here fire events. Fire events, what would you say? Uh, and you're lucky to ever see any flames, right, because of the, the building codes and the materials that are used. The, the biggest issue today uh, with fires is the toxic smoke that's coming from the, the modern products. They're just toxic. But the fact of the matter is, when you stand back and you look at what's going on with buildings, that regulation in the form of modern building codes has won the fight in this case. Buildings are safer today, not just from fire, but other things. Now, the question would be there, have the codes gone too far? But I think generally it's an example of how uh, government, even in its imperfect way, if you've ever tried to get a building permit, it, uh, it has made things better. Anyway, uh, that's the history of December 17th. First Simpsons episode and the second great fire of New York. Uh, but that was yesterday. Today is December 18th. And on December 18th, 1878, this is the anniversary of um, the last Molly Maguire executed in Pennsylvania. Whole big story here in Pennsylvania. I, I have uh, friends that live up there in the coal region, Neskahoning to be exact. And uh, Neskahoning, it's outside of Lehighton, north of Allentown, which is kind of northwest of Philadelphia, situated somewhat between Philadelphia and New York City. There's a lot of New York people that come into Allentown 
uh, and by default, they end up in Lehigh and Neskahoning. But the local people, the families that have been up there for a while, up there in the coal region, which I guess is really the edge of the coal region, nah, you're in it there. I had property up there. We had mines under the property. Well, I don't know that we did. I know that the deed allowed it, put it that way. Very unique. Kind of freaky to think that you could have a coal mine under your house, right? Crazy. Crazy when you think about it. Uh, but these towns up there, that's what they were. They were from the um, you know, from the days that coal was being uh, mined up there, which just doesn't really happen in that area, not in the same way anyway. I don't know why. Maybe it'll make a comeback. I don't know the reason for that. But anyway, as part of all that, that coal development here in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania has a, has a lot of coal still. Uh, matter of fact, some people talking about why we're not doing more to mine that, but uh, the last Molly Maguire, the Molly Maguires were uh, basically a group of, of Irish coal miners. And if you don't know, like the, the, back in these days, uh, the last one executed 1878, the early 1800s, horrible working conditions in these mines. I've actually gone up and taken a trip to what's called Pioneer Tunnel, which is outside of Pottsville. Pottsville is where Yingling beer comes from. And uh, there's a lot you can do up there. And we went up there to Pioneer Tunnel, and you can uh, you take a, 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 a like a little rail car down, uh, I think, 400 feet or something like that inside this mine. Now, you know, it's no longer an active mine. But you go down there, and you get a little sense of what an awful job that would be to spend 12 hours a day down there. Uh, I don't know how you how you do that and and not be affected by it. Crazy work, very physical, very dirty, long hours, horrible working conditions, children, all kinds of things going on. And uh, the Molly Maguires basically uh, they were formed a union, you could say, but the, one of the the issues was that they uh, would would uh, push their cause, if you will with intimidation and violence, really. Uh, and I don't know the depth of all that in the the accusations, but publicly, at least in, in, in the coal region, they're kind of viewed as like a Robin Hood kind of, you know, the, the people champion this tough, organized labor union. And it was the only way they could break, break through with these powerful coal miners, if you will. And many of them were arrested and uh, there's a whole story up in Jim Thorpe, which was where the train came down through there, uh, right on the the Lehigh River there. And uh, incredible history, really incredible history. Uh, but anyway, the last Molly Maguire uh, died in 18, was, was executed in Pennsylvania in 1878. It's a, really a, a, a dark spot on the history of Pennsylvania. But it is one of the, the stories that... Not everybody would want to talk about, but indicates just how unions uh, can operate and some of the, the dirty tactics. Some people say it's necessary. I say to you, you've got to be real careful with the uh, ideology that the ends justify the means. You get into kind of a dirty place with all that. You really do. Anyway, just I'm not an expert on the matter of, of uh, the Molly Maguires or that history, but it really is fascinating. There's a movie about it. Sean Connery uh, played an actor in a film. I don't even remember the name of the film, but the uh, the actor 
or the the the, the uh, character that Sean Connery portrayed was uh, related to a friend of mine, one of the Molly Maguires. Maybe it was this guy. I don't recall. It may very well have been. Wouldn't it surprise me. John Kehoe. Interesting, right? So before I get into these glorious news stories and some of the things that are going on, did you know, I'm not making this up either, did you know that a hawk, you know, the bird, a hawk, can carry prey up to about five pounds? And so it would be possible that a hawk could carry away a dog. And you say, well, that doesn't happen. Actually, in 2006, a little boy was walking his dash hound dog, and a, and a hawk tried to take it away. Uh, I, you know, I had no way of verifying the story. I remember when it when it came out, though. I happen to remember that, and I seem to remember uh, some some accounts of it. So it seemed to be seemed to be validated. Now, uh, I see this kind of thing, and I kind of chuckle to think that somebody would have a dog. That weighs five pounds or less. I'm not really familiar with dash hounds. Those little tiny things. I really have no interest in a dog like that for the most part. Our little dog, I don't know, she's 12, 15 pounds. She's a teeny little thing. Uh, but at least we don't have to worry. So you don't have to worry about her being carried away. She's funny. You don't really have to worry about her running away because she can only make it about 20 yards. <laughs> she's like, all right. She can go further, but. You start. He's not a big runner. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, I mention all this because our pit bull, our beautiful BB, black and white pit bull. The vet said she's uh, she's twenty pounds overweight. She's like eighty pounds. I told my wife. I said, "Did you slap the t- <laughs> talk like that in front of her?" Um, she's pretty pretty large and in charge. We gotta, she bullies the other dogs for food and. You know, we love her. She's the best dog ever. There goes in the vet, you know, they're poking and prodding this and that. She just doesn't give them any trouble in the world. Could do anything to her. I pick her up, put her in my lap. She won't get down. So I have to, like, let her slide down my legs. It's hilarious, this dog. Well, anyway, BB's sick. Very sick, actually, with a uh, GI infection, which I, I never dealt with. This This dog... Uh, she's got an allergy problem, and it looks like we're going to have to put her on some allergy shots. But the amount of money that we've put into this, yeah, BB may have to be on the receiving end of a of a bullet here pretty soon. I don't know how much money I'm going to – I'm kidding around. Just take it easy. Everybody's going to get all excited. I'm going to have PETA calling. Well, I probably spent a good $1,500 with this uh, – and not to mention she's on special food now. So I think we're just going to switch over to the, bite the bullet and switch over to the shots. Eh, she's like our favorite. They're each of them, each of the three is like our favorite dog. And eh, what are you going to do? The money we pay. I'm not big on that. I don't think it's good. You know, all kidding aside, uh, you know, would I put the dog down rather than pay a lot of money? I would. I would. Uh, I, I just don't think it's ethical to spend personally you know, thousands of dollars on medical treatment for a dog. You know, there's people that don't have medical treatment, and you say, what does one have to do with the other? Uh, I, like I said, I just don't think it's ethical. I really don't. I don't think it's an ethical 
use of resources, frankly. Never? I, I'm not prepared to say that, I guess. And I, I mean, do I think it should be a law or something like that? I guess not. I mean, uh, we're supposed to live in a free society. Do what you want. You want to spend five grand getting a hip replacement for your dog? People do this stuff. I personally would not do it. But anyway, I'm happy to say BB looks like she's going to make a full recovery. Could you imagine dealing with that right before? And my daughter, that was the first dog my daughter picked out. The second dog was was Duke. And she really has picked a great dog. So bottom line is uh, she's very attached to BB. And when BB does go, it's going to be traumatic enough, for God's sake. Hopefully my daughter's at least a teenager. She probably will. She'll be a teenager going through like a whole, uh, you know, teen change, and the dog's going to go. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that all works out, right? Anyway, looks like she's going to make a full recovery. They've got her IV. She's close to having to, to be admitted there into the doggy hospital, but uh, they were able to get her some IV, and uh, about an hour later, my wife brought her home and uh, is very lethargic, laying in her crate, pretty much sleeping, goes out once in a while. Uh, so there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, a little bit of what's going on in Ukraine, Dan Bongino and the radio show, very interesting. This whole thing about Twitter and the FBI, everybody's all... <laughs> surprised by this. I'm laughing, laughing big time. I was right again. Uh, There's a bipartisan bill that wants to ban TikTok. I say ban all of it. Ban all of social media. What do you think of that? Uh, Insider trading on a mass scale. The market's being manipulated. Some people surprised by this. Out in the open now. I think I mentioned this the other day. I want to go into it a little more if we have time. I don't know if we will now. This uh, cisgender white male not not voted in as a school board member because of that, even though he's the minority on the board and they openly sit there, uh, white people uh, bigoted towards white people. I, I just boggles my mind, really. Um, this Mansion cinema, cinema story, uh, I don't know where Mansion is. I've been following too closely about them leaving the Democrat Party is really huge. I think we should be watching that very carefully. I think that you're going to find that there's politicians from both parties. Say, My conscience no longer allows me to go along with what I've seen here. Another big uh, home invasion in Philadelphia. I have to believe this is happening in other places. Uh, definitely something that I don't recall seeing, at least not reported in the past, if it was going on. Breaking down the do- armed gunman, breaking down the door, and coming to home and, and shooting people, what do you do about that? I'll try to offer you a couple ideas. Uh, shoot back. Shoot back isn't always an option. So, uh, the, the uh, well, I don't know, one of the generals or spokespeople for the military or the Biden administration was talking about that there are U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine. And... The response was, well, this is part of our um, embassy security. But no real clear details on the size of that, which, you know, you can't discuss for military reasons. But there's American troops there. Uh, I can't believe that there's much to the scale of it because we would know. We would know. The families would know. You'd hear about it on some level. You can really, you know, if there was a division on the ground, you would know. Uh, but that now they're talking about sending Patriot missiles over there. The only way those things get operated is by Americans. Uh, 
And so uh, Russia's saying, if you do that, uh, we'll make them targets. I mean, you're escalating the war at that point. It's pretty, pretty, pretty serious. Um, let's just see what happens with this whole Ukraine. It just seems like uh, Biden and and the American position is war, war, war. No flexibility at all. Dan Bongino is ending his national radio show. Uh, the Cumulus Radio, whatever the other syndicator was, um, for one, they had a vaccine mandate. That ought to tell you a lot right there. That's huge to me. He spoke out about it, and then he, he seemed to back down, and he got vaccinated, and he has his reasons for that, and I don't need to dispute him on all that. Uh, it's just a, a side detail, really. I'm not taking issue with any of it. What I find interesting is that there's no longer really a right-wing radio contingent out there. Are people not listening to talk radio? Is there no longer a market for it? No replacement for Rush Limbaugh, which is really what Dan Bongino was doing. Has he been a good replacement for Rush Limbaugh? I'm going to say little yes, mostly no. That's my point on that. So this is making its way around, basically making the accusation that Twitter was acting as a subsidiary of the FBI. They released this, um, you know, this this text exchange or messaging exchange that the um, FBI, you know, sends a, you know, ban these accounts, and they would send back confirming, okay, it's done. Pretty much just following FBI directive. The FBI has come out and said, nah, it's normal that we would advise private organizations of foreign actors and this and that and criminal. And I just laugh. I laugh, I laugh, I laugh. Is this really new? It's funny to me. Twitter, what about Facebook International, FBI? If they weren't directly uh, like CIA-owned companies at one point, or, or started, or initiated, or uh, designed, if you will, um, pretty much. What do you think goes on with banking? What do you, you know, do you know? Uh, I think it's ten thousand dollars is the threshold. It's not very high. Uh, if you try to withdraw ten thousand dollars cash, it gets reported to the uh, to the IRS or something like that. I don't know. You got to be aware of these things. If you, certain transactions, I, I don't know all the depth of it, but they're watching. They're watching. How far does it go? I'm guessing a lot deeper than we'll ever know. I, 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 no doubt about it. At this point, I'm fairly certain that the, the all these social media accounts are searched, scanned with AI, cataloged, tagged, marked, and looked at. Honest to goodness. Uh, if you would look at what AI is capable of today, it's amazing. I was looking at a, at a demonstration earlier, and you could do things like train it to scan tax returns and you know flag ones that looked uh, suspicious, all done by a robot, basically, software. Crazy, right? You probably could build a robot to move the things and scan them and do that. 
There's a bipartisan bill to ban TikTok because Americans' data being kept in China, which TikTok uh, disputes. Why don't they just say this? Why do Americans do these stupid things? Why is anybody on TikTok? Why would my wife's on TikTok? I don't get it. I mean, you're on a Chinese language. I have nothing to hide. How about your home address? I don't need the Chinese knowing where I'm at, where I live, what I'm watching, what I'm doing. I don't get it. How could it possibly be a good thing? Why don't we start there? Big story came out uh, before the consumer price index was made public. There was a big trading move that went on and drove up the prices. So it drove up certain stock prices. And people are saying, many people, and people that aren't big into like financial markets and things like this, open manipulation of the markets, I don't think that's right. You don't think. You don't think. It's not enough that they're manipulating the currency, manipulating the news, manipulating the minds of our children, but then they're manipulating the markets so that they can scoff more off the top, for God's sake, right before Christmas. Where does it end? Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell. Where does this lunacy with these people end? I don't know. Oh, we need a new era. Something to look forward to. God's sake. <laughs> White males excluded right here. Right here near me. Well, I don't think it sends a good message, they said, to have a straight white male. and say it like that. Amazing, And he's the minority on the board, by the way. You're like, that's not enough. He's going to be, comp- can't, can't hold any uh, leadership positions. And they just want him run out completely. No white males around at all. Nothing. They want the old boys network out. Gone. That's what they say. Oh, wow. I don't know. Some people can't take it. I don't know how you do. I don't know how you operate. In that political arena, I don't know how you keep your sanity. I don't know how you stay honest. I don't know how you stay alive, for God's sake. How do you get reelected? How does a Casio brain cortex get elected? I know you'd say, well, that's a proof that the elections are manipulated. Or how stupid people are. I don't know. What, there's no good Republicans out there? No decent Democrats? But this lady? This uh, sponge? It would come out that she's under ethics investigation for... Campaign finance, and people are, oh, what a surprise. Yeah. The $10,000 dress at her first public appearance wasn't a clue? I don't know. There's a political shift going on, and more and more information coming out. And uh, when the economy shifts, then you'll see people getting angry. Is it being artificially propped up? You'll find out soon enough. Uh, It could be worse. You could have the... Uh, your door being kicked in by an armed intruder. What do you do in that case? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, if you're at the point where uh, they're on the second kick on knocking the door in and you're out of bed, let's say, you're at a serious disadvantage, right? If you're on the toilet, if you're eating dinner, whatever, and boom, boom, whoa, what is that? And you're now, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So, the first thing is you got to avoid that altogether. You know, you want you want a uh, uh, have to have some kind of uh, advance notice. So, the first thing I would say to you, um, 
you know, make sure that your security is in good check. You know, if you're on a, on a property, you know, are, do you have a system to notify you when somebody comes on the property? Is there a backup to that system, like dogs? You know, do you have a, an alarm system? And then is the place physically secure? And then what do you have available as a weapon if, if they're still getting through all that? And what is going to be your access to it? But you have to have time built in there. Because if, if you're getting woken up in the middle of the night by a home invasion, you're at a huge disadvantage right out of the gate. And then what are you going to do? You're going to sit around with, a, with one in the pipe in the house? I can't. It's not an option for me if I wanted to. I have a seven-year-old in the house. It would be completely irresponsible for me to have a, a loaded, first of all, to have a, you know, to have a loaded firearm sitting out openly or even, even not openly. I could put it in a safe. They have the biometric safes. You could open it very quickly. There's your loaded weapon. But this still takes time. And you got to wake up out of your drunken stupor, be the way you've been drinking. I know your neighbors have been telling me. I've been hearing. I hear the bottles clanging. I know what's going on. You think you're full of me. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But you're going to wake up. And, you know, I don't care if you're having a good night's sleep. You're going to be groggy. You're not trained for that. The immediate stress of it, adrenaline's going to kick in, and ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. All of a sudden, you're going to have a super tunnel vision, and time is going to start going really fast. So you got to get to where you have security measures in place. Now, if you say, no, well, I live in a, a townhome. You know, I can't have a notification when somebody comes on the property. Is there a front porch? You absolutely could put a notification system that uh, when the plane of the porch is broken that you're notified, it would at least give you something. You know, can you heavy up the door security? How's the lighting? Is there cameras? Ba, 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 ba. Uh, but something to think about. I got to tell you, I see it as a problem that's only going to grow and grow. I really do. With uh, all of the expansion of the population going on, how's that for the politically correct way to talk about immigration? The expan- the unwanted expansion of our population on a rapid pace is only going to result in more crime and likely more home invasions, especially as people from different cultures who are more inclined to do such things, and they reach a point of desperation, especially if there's an economic decline. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow to see you there. Make it a great day.